I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, one of the things that the Lord has placed on my heart is for us to enter into this time of worship with him. So I just ask you if you could take a couple deep breaths and let go of any anxiety or stress or worry or anything that might be weighing you down this morning. So let's just take a few breaths in and just release anything that might be weighing you down. I am truly honored to be here today to share a message that is near and dear to my heart, God's love. And I want to thank our campus pastor, Thomas, for inviting me to speak this morning. And part of what I'd like to do is to open us up in prayer. So let's take a few minutes as I invite the Holy Spirit to be with us. Dear Father God, Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you, God, that you love us. Thank you, Lord, that your word teaches us how to love others. Thank you, Lord, that you want a relationship with us. You want us to seek you. This morning, Lord, I ask for your Holy Spirit uh, to just fill me, that my words would be your words, Father God. And I ask that you fill each and every person who's listening to this message with your Holy Spirit today. Lord, as we move through our days and as we move in the busyness, sometimes we get lost. And so today, would you sit with us, Father God? Would you sit with us in this moment so that we can be close to you? And Lord, thank you for sending your son Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice on the cross so that we could have eternal life with you. Today, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God loves you. God wants you to love him and to love others. God wants a relationship with you. And God wants you to seek him. That's part of what we're going to be talking about this morning. And the Lord placed on my heart to begin with the word and what Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 12 verses 30 and 31 when Jesus is bringing forth the commandments. So the first commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So this is where we're gonna begin. Love God, number one. Love others, number two. And I came to a crossroad in my life several years ago where I was in the pursuit. I was in my 20s, I was on the road to becoming partner, I had received my doctorate already, and I was chasing all the worldly things. And in that time, my relationship with God had become stifled. It wasn't active, it wasn't a daily pursuit, and I wasn't really seeking God in the way that he called me to seek him. And so I came to a point where a pastor said to me, he noticed this, and he said, Aaron, are you ready to rededicate your life to Christ? And I looked at him and I thought, I, I know Christ. I, I grew up in the church. I went to church. I, you know, I did the the things that 
Christian, the Christian things. But my heart and loving God, number one, and loving others, number two, that was not my main priority. So in that moment, I knew that I needed to make a change. And I knew that I needed to go all in. If I was going to rededicate my life to Christ, I was going to make him number one each and every day, no matter what. And so that's what I did. I got on my knees and I rededicated my life. The Lord placed it on my heart to share something very personal with you this morning that I really haven't shared with that many people. I can count on my hands how many people I've shared it with. But I feel like this was the way where I really experienced God's love. In that season of the crossroad and of accepting Christ, a few weeks later, I lost my first child. And it was very devastating, and it was very hard making the transition of changing everything in my life. But I knew that God would be faithful. And so many of us who rededicate our lives or have different milestones, different dates, like getting baptized, for example, I wrote this down. I wrote down the date and I wrote down the time that I rededicated my life. And this is where the Lord reminded me how he loves me so much and how he showed up for me. So a couple years later, I gave birth to my daughter, Elizabeth, and a few months after that, I was looking through my Bible and I looked back to that date. And the Lord reminded me, he said, go pull Elizabeth's birth certificate. And I thought, that's kind of strange, okay. I pulled her birth certificate. The Lord restored two years later to the exact day, to the exact time my daughter Elizabeth was born of the day that I rededicated my life to Christ. And in that moment, I, was, I, I knew, I was like, Lord, you love me so much that although I had a loss, you completely restored it. It was powerful. It was, it was where I saw his love and also the fact that diligently seeking him, this is how he shows up. In that moment, it switched everything for me. It made me realize that He's with me, he sees everything that happens to me, and he has so much love that he'll bring it full circle when the time is right. I want to talk to you this morning about something that we call a paradigm shift. Stephen Covey wrote the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and so in the business world, we look to this as some best practices. And he shares a story so I want to use this story as an example of how we can engage God's love and how we can look at it from a biblical perspective. Here's his scenario. Now put yourselves into this same scenario. You're on a train, and a father comes up with his children. And the children are really rowdy, they're loud, they're making a bunch of noise, they're very distracting to everybody on the train. Think for a second, what would you do? Would you put your earbuds in and turn up the volume? <laughs> Would you just turn the other way? Would you say something? Well, Stephen said something. Stephen said to the man, he said, 
excuse me, sir, but your, your children are disrupting everyone in here. Can you do something about that? And so the father looked up, and he looked at his children running up and down the aisleway, and he said, I'm, I'm so sorry. We just left the hospital, and their mother just passed away, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, so in that moment, we have a paradigm shift. We didn't know the background story. We just knew that the kids were running around and causing chaos, right? But if we take a moment and we step back, love God, number one, love others, number two, what could we have done in that moment where we could lead with love? I had something similar happen last week. I was at a mall and I saw a mother and her children, she was yelling at her children. It can be very frustrating when you have little children sometimes. It's, <laughs> it can be a lot. And in that moment, I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what can I do in this moment? How can I lead with love? And in that particular moment, I felt the Lord nudge me to pray for her and to pray for her children. And that's really sometimes all it is. She may never know, but that's one example. I don't need to know the background story. I don't need to know what's going on. I just need to lead with love. There's another example of this that I want to share with you as well. There's a man, his name is Horatio Spafford. He lost, he was a wealthy businessman and attorney. He lost his son at a young age and he lost all of his assets in the Chicago fires. So he sent his wife and his daughters to Europe on a boat. When they were traveling in the boat, the boat sank and the three daughters passed away. A few weeks later, he got a telegram from his wife that said two words, saved alone. So here is Horatio, now think, what would you do if you lost all of your worldly possessions? You have everything the world denotes as being successful, being wealthy, having a beautiful family. You lose all of that. Love God, love others. As Horatio was traveling in the boat over to Europe, when he came to the area where his daughters passed away, he penned the words to a, a famous hymn. It is well with my soul, whatever my lot. It's okay, Lord, however it changes, it's okay. Whatever you do, however, I love you, number one. And what did he do? He loved others, number two. He spent the rest of his life as a missionary in Europe and the Middle East, spreading the gospel of Christ. I saw this in my own life as well. And when you see these situations where there's difficult circumstances and you see individuals making the choice to live and lead with love, it's powerful. My dad is one of those examples. When I was six years old, my dad, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. He, too, was a very successful attorney and businessman, and it changed overnight. He ended up being paralyzed for 20 years. 
For 10 of those years, I took care of him until he went into a skilled nursing facility. And there really wasn't much that my father could offer. However, when he went to law school, they learned Latin, which when I went to law school, I didn't have to learn that, thank goodness. But one of the blessings of learning Latin is that he was able to speak six languages. And so although there really wasn't much that he could do, he remembered, love God, love others. It's okay, Lord. I went to school and I became an attorney, but I got sick and now it's shifted. Whatever my lot, it's well with my soul. It's okay. So what did he do? The last years of his life, because he could speak and read Russian, he, wrote the, he read the Bible in Russian to the nurses that took care of him. Love others. Okay, Lord, this is all that I can do now. Love God, right? So he was able to not only love God in that moment and shift that perspective, but also be able to share it with others. This, to me, is a legacy that I learned uh, from a young age. And even though I got a little lost on my way, I was able to come back to God and rededicate my life. It was very powerful to see how the Lord brought that all back together. In this process, one of the things that I wanted to share with you as well was, it's very important as we step out to lead with love, that we follow what Jesus taught us in forgiving others, in blessing others, in praying for others. So this is a divine strategy that God gave us to free us. And sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes it's hard when we, when we have uh, people that harm us, people that hurt us. Uh, but this is a strategy that God gives us in order for us to be free. I think about that often when I'm thinking about experiencing God's love. So it took me to experience God's love in a very powerful way to realize that every single day of my life, I want to lead with love. I want to do something every day where I can be sharing the gospel, where I can be sharing the light of Christ with others. Often, which I think is kind of interesting, the Lord has had me pray for people. This is something that I do all the time. And I never really thought of myself, Christy introduced me as a prayer warrior, but I never really thought of myself as a prayer warrior. But I found that offering prayer for people is a very loving thing to do. And God calls us to do that. And so even if you, you may not even think that your prayers are powerful, but let me tell you, they are. If they come from your heart and you're leading with love, that is a very beautiful way for you to love God and love others. Another thing that I wanted to share with you today is seeking God. You know, what does that look like? And how can we do that? So in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it tells us that ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. So basically, with this idea of ask, seek, and knock, what does that look like for you on a daily basis? How are you asking for God to be in your life? 
How are you seeking him? How are you knocking on the door? You know, you think about knocking on a door, and you're going to someone's house, right? Knock on the door, open the door, go in. That's a relationship. That's a relationship. Relationships take time. They take work. They take effort. And as I started to explore this more and more, I started to look for those things with God. I started to seek his magnificence. I started to seek how he would show up. That's why making the connection of when I rededicated my life and then when my daughter was born, that's seeking, that's looking, that's expecting God to be there, to show up. And I've seen this in my students' lives as well as even with with Christy, you know, through the years here at Jessup, you step out and you're bold. And it's a process, right? With each step that you take and each prayer that you pray and every time that you open the Bible and you dive in and you share it with other people and you worship God, that's the relationship. That's the love. That's where you ignite. That's where you can embrace God. And that's what he wants. He wants us to seek him. He wants a relationship. Proverbs 8, uh, verse 17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Have you been seeking God? And what does that look like for you on a daily basis? What it looks like for me is I pray. I pray... Every day, I start my day with prayer. I start my day with a foundation with God. I meet him. And it really is a relationship. And I look forward to it. It brings me peace. It brings me clarity. It brings me joy. And when I start my day like that and with worship, then as I go throughout my day, the Lord offers me different opportunities to minister. And I always ask the Lord. Okay, Lord, what are you calling me to do in this moment? Just like I was telling you with the mother with the children. You know, sometimes I'm supposed to go help someone. Sometimes I'm supposed to give something. Uh, Whatever that looks like, that's the leading with love. And he gets all the glory. He gets all the magnificence in, in these moments. I've seen students accept Christ and It's the Holy Spirit. It's what the Lord is doing. I've seen lives change. So no matter where you're at in your journey with God, today is a day where you can seek him. With my experience of losing a child, it helped me understand better God's love for us. God gave us his only begotten son, Jesus. He died on the cross for us so that we would be able to be with him in heaven and have eternal life. The love of a child is like nothing else. It's so beautiful and so powerful. And that experience of losing a child helped me understand more just how much God loves you. God loves you. God wants a relationship with you. That's what it's about. God wants you to seek him. Today, 
I felt led that one of the things that was on my heart was that I felt that those of us who are here today who are in need of prayer, that we're going to have a prayer team of Jessup friends that are going to be here. We're going to have pastors that will be here. So if you feel it on your heart that today is a day to make a decision to rededicate your life, or maybe today is a day where you accept Jesus, or maybe today is a day that you need prayer. Maybe something's going on. We're getting close to the holidays. There's a lot going on. We're getting close to finals. Maybe you have some anxiety, some worries, stress. Maybe you have an injury. We're going to be here today to minister to you. And I would just encourage you that if you're feeling it on your heart to rededicate your life, even if you grew up in church like I did, and even though you may have thought that you were in a place that was close to God, but you feel like you want to go a little bit deeper today, we want to pray for you. We want to minister to you. And that's part of what we're going to do today. So we're going to end a little bit early. I'm going to have a team up here to pray. And if you feel it on your heart that you need prayer today, or today is a day where you want to accept Jesus or rededicate your life, uh, we're going to be here to be able to help you do that. So let me go ahead and close us in prayer. Father God, thank you that you love us, Lord. You love us so much. Your love is so pure. Thank you that you show up in the details, God. Thank you that your word teaches us how to love others. And Lord, thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, we love you. We know that you want us to seek us, so seek you, Lord. And so I just ask you in this moment, if there's anyone in here, Lord, who feels like today's the day to rededicate their life or who needs prayer, anyone who has got something heavy that they want to release, maybe there's some forgiveness that they need to walk through, maybe there's an injury that they need prayer for, whatever that looks like, Lord, we're here today to minister together, to come together as the body of Christ, Lord to experience your love. And Lord, we say yes. We say yes to loving you, number one. We say yes to loving others. And we invite you in this moment to move in a mighty way, Lord. I ask for your Holy Spirit just to touch those people right now who need prayer and just lead them to the front. And we thank you for all that you're doing here at Jessup. We give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.